You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, December 19th, 2021, the fourth Sunday of Advent, entitled Reverence in the Fourth Quarter of Life. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? This is a quote from St. Elizabeth, from Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. Now, this scene we should all be very familiar with. It's one of the mysteries of the rosary, the visitation. And that is that enormous scene when you have the Blessed Mother coming to Elizabeth, both of these pregnant women with with sons in their wombs who will both die um, deaths for us. And that particular scene, for lack of a better term, is pregnant with theology. Pregnant with it. It has echoes all through the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant, the Song of Rebekah and Leah. All of that is there. And we celebrate all of that, what, who Mary was, who Jesus was, who John the Baptist is, was. And I think we do a pretty good job of that here in the church. But having said all that, about our Blessed Mother, about John the Baptist doing flip-flops in his mother's womb, and the announcement of, of our Blessed Mother's royal maternity, her divine maternity. I'd like to talk about the one lady I think gets lost in this particular story, and dare I call her the old lady, because she was really old. She was like 60. Now, some of you who are not laughing, some of you are like, "Uh, excuse me, Father, excuse me. Well, if you lived in the ancient world, if you lived in the first century and you were 60, you would be considered ancient. But I think one of the differences, you would be considered blessed. You would be considered blessed. There is, in many cultures, let me say this again, In different cultures, they have different emphasis of things they revere. In some cultures, they revere excellence in education. Have you ever gone to school with people, especially who are from Asian descent? Education is everything. There's some cultures that champion, like Latin cultures, champion family above everything else, even sometimes to a fault, if you will putting family above even their religion or God, but they champion, they reverence family. But there are some cultures, and today I'm talking about Jewish culture particularly, that reverence the elders in their family. They hold high esteem those who are in the latter portions of their life. And I think our Blessed Mother gives us an example of that today. She runs off several miles away to be with the old lady in the family, Elizabeth, to help her. She stays with her for a few months. Now, we don't hear all the details. We don't hear all the details. We know that they were human. And if you've ever spent six months with an elderly parent or a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law, it's not all rainbows and ponies, sometimes it can be difficult. 
today I think we have to remember reverence and I think our culture can do a better job of this. You know, one of the things that made Jewish Jewish culture different than its surrounding cultures, pagan cultures did just the opposite. They did not hold reverent babies. If you ever watched the first scene of 300 in Sparta, the Greeks, if a little baby was born, there was something wrong with it, they'd be tossed out. That's what happened. But also, the elderly among them, since they were no use to the state, they would also be tossed out. It is Christianity that said something like, the least among you, the weakest among you. But if you go to certain states in this country, even part portions of Europe, once again, babies are under attack, absolutely under attack. They're often discarded before they're ever even born, and you can even get the state to pay for it. And in some states in our country, and in countries especially in North Europe, it is legal to have assisted euthanasia of our elderly brothers and sisters. They're actually encouraged to do so because they're too much of a burden. I've asked y'all this, and I think we should remind ourselves even now to tell your children and grandchildren, I changed your diapers, and you will change mine. <laughs> and, and look forward to that day. But if we were to separate up our lives, I'd like to even talk about Advent here, the Advent candles In many ways, Advent is separated up into four different quarters, kind of like a football game, four different quarters. And the third quarter is that that pink one. Now, that is Gaudate Sunday, last Sunday. But really, the the fourth week of Advent is usually the most active. It's the most active around here. That's when we have lots of confessions. We have lots of Christmas parties. We have all of that. And usually, kind of church, except for the Christmas masses, kind of slows down. But it's in that fourth quarter that most of the action happens. I would also say, and I've heard this uh, from many an elder brother or sister of my own, that it's in the fourth quarter of life. If we split our lives up into four quarters, let's say we live to 100 if we're lucky. The first 20 years of our life are what? Growing up. That's what we do, hopefully. The next 20 years is establishing ourselves, hopefully becoming what we wanted to be when we grow up. But it's usually at that third quarter of life, when we reach about 40-something or 50, that's the third quarter. That's when, hopefully, we do the most activity. That's when we're at the point now where we can do the most good. But it's in the fourth quarter of life. And if you, for most people, the fourth quarter of life is sometimes on the sideline looking in. Oftentimes, that's when we start slowing down. But it's up to the other people, the other three quarters, to reverence them. And I think sometimes that doesn't happen in in our culture. Now, I'd ask for your forgiveness on this next part of my homily. I was looking up on the internet about um, care that people have, people involved in nursing homes. And there was an article, and it The title of the article is, Why Are Some Old People So Mean? Why are they, why do they lack patience? And I read it, 
And it was, it was insightful. Because if you've ever taken care of an elderly parent or grandparent, you know that that's not always easy. They Sometimes you lose patience with each other. But to be empathetic towards them, because many of them cherish their freedom, cherish their autonomy. And some of them, many of them, most of them, valued things like modesty. And then for many of them, they lose that when they realize it's hard to dress themselves, to go to the bathroom, to bathe themselves. And in a culture that championed individuality, pulling yourself by your bootstraps, modesty, that can be very difficult for them. For an elderly grandmother to ask their grandson or granddaughter, can you help me go to the bathroom? That sometimes goes absolutely against their sensibilities. And to be able to admit, wow, I can't do this anymore. And sometimes that hurt, that loss, will sometimes come out as anger. And let's just face it too. Many of them, our older brothers and sisters, the elderly in our community, take care of their children. Some of them are forced to go back to work. And they feel taken for granted. And let's just admit it, they're left to die and sometimes dismissed. But they're the ones in the Jewish culture, they were seen there, they're the ones responsible for passing on the wisdom, passing on the faith. And this is what our Blessed Mother shows us in visiting Elizabeth, who humbles herself in front of this teenage girl and says, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How honored am I? And for me, every once in a while, when we go do visit nursing homes, when a, a person who's 50 years older than me says, Father, thank you for coming. And I'll say, nice to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, call me John. Call me Mike. Call me Joanne. It's very humbling for them to welcome me into their home. So let me say this also. I think looking back on the year 2020 especially, as we remember our elderly, maybe we owe them an apology. I think we do. I do. Because in many ways we abandoned them. We told them not to even come to Mass. And some of them said, we, we can't visit you. We can't even bring you communion. And they felt abandoned. And I want to apologize for that. Because they deserve an apology. They deserve our respect. And I even think maybe they deserve a visit. So I would ask all of you, sometime in the next couple of weeks, is there someone in your life who's in the fourth quarter of their life that needs a visit, that needs a phone call at least? Now, warning, some of these nursing homes here, you might have to fight to get in. You might have to cause a ruckus. Don't worry, I've been kicked out of nursing homes. You can do it too. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not that bad. But at least you're putting up a fight. At least you're speaking up for them. Because I remember specifically last year, looking through the window at elderly people, told, sorry, you just have to be alone, all in the name of safety. But I just hope when I'm 97 and I'm sitting in a nursing home, and when my nieces and nephews come to visit me, no one's standing at the door say, no, 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 for his own safety. I hope that doesn't happen. So like I said, I think we deserve they deserve respect, an apology, and a visit. And in the end, 
hopefully we're instilling in our children that one day we will be there, all of us. Some of you are closer than others, that we will all be there, and hopefully they will honor, respect, and visit us. Because in the end, we're reminded what Jesus said, what you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do to me and for me. And we have to admit, all have to admit that maybe we abandon him in the least among us. It is today we champion the old lady in the story of Elizabeth who's pregnant at 60. And I can imagine that she suffered. I imagine that Mary suffered keeping watch over her and taking care of her. We don't know what happened, but she once again sets the example for us what it means to be Christians and to care for others. So these next two weeks, like I said, pray about it. There's someone in your life who's in the fourth quarter of their life who needs a visit. Again, a warning. Hopefully it will be a positive visit. Sometimes it's tough. I've walked into hospital rooms and nursing home rooms and they're bare, stark. Sometimes they stink. And sometimes the person lying there doesn't know you. I gave a communion to an older lady and uh, she was having trouble swallowing her. I tried to give her a straw with some water and she, she hit my hand away. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. But she was 102. But it was a privilege for me because she was Christ for me, not just the other way around. We can do a better job. Pray for those who are the oldest among us. Respect them, visit them, give them an apology. Do not let pagan cultures come back in to recognize the weakest among us. See Christ in them and maybe they'll see Christ in us. You've been listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast as new episodes will be released frequently.